0: human reproduction as you are aware humans are sexually reproducing and viviparous the reproductive events in the humans include formation of gametes gametogenesis that is Sperms in males and ovum in females. Transfer of sperms into the female genital tract, insemination and fusion of male and female gametes, fertilization leading to formation of zygote. This is followed by formation and development of blastocyst and its attachment to the uterine wall, implantation and embryonic development, gastration and delivery of the baby, parturition. You have learned that these reproductive events occur after puberty. There are remarkable differences between the reproductive events in the male and in the female. For example, sperm formation continues even in old men, but formation of sperm ovum ceases in women around the age of 50 years. Let us examine the male and female reproductive systems in human. The Male Reproductive System the male reproductive system is located in the pelvis region. It includes a pair of testes along with accessory ducts, glands, and external genitalia. The testes are situated outside the abdominal cavity within a pouch called scrotum. The scrotum helps in maintaining the low temperature of the testes 2 to 2.5 degrees Celsius lower than the normal internal body temperature. Necessary for spermo spermatogenesis in adults each testis is oval in shape with a length 4 to 5 cm and width of about 2 to 3 cm the testis is covered by a dense covering each testis has about 250 compartments called testicular lobules each lobule contains 1 to 3 highly coiled seminiferous tubules in which sperms are produced each seminiferous tubule is lined on its inside by two types of cells called male germ cells, spermatagonia and sertoli cells. The male germ cells undergo meiotic divisions finally leading to sperm formation, while sertoli cells provide nutrition to the germ cells. The region outside the seminiferous tubules called interstitial spaces contain small blood vessels and interstitial cells or lading cells. Lading cells synthesize and secrete testicular hormones called androgen. Other immunologically competent cells are also present. The male sex accessory ducts include retatestes, vasa efferentia, epididymis, and vas deferens. The seminiferous tubules of testes open into the vas deferentia through reti testes. The vas deferentia leave the testes and open into epididymis located along the posterior surface of the posterior surface of each testes. The epididymis leads to vas deferens that ascends to the abdomen and loops over the Urinary bladder It reaches a duct from seminal vesicles and opens into urethra as the ejaculatory duct. These ducts store and transport the pumps from the testes to the outside through urethra. The urethra originates from the urinary bladder and extends through the penis to its external opening called urethral metis. The penis is the male external genitalia. It is made up of the special tissue that helps in erection of penis to facilitate insemination. The enlarged end of the penis, called the glans penis, is covered by a loose fold of skin called foreskin. The male accessory glands include paired seminal vesicles, a prostate and paired bulbourethral glands. Secretion of these glands constitute the seminal plasma which is rich in fructose calcium and certain enzymes The secretion of bulbourethral gland also helps in the lubrication of penis The female reproductive system The female reproductive system consists of a pair of ovaries along with a pair of oviducts uterus cervix vagina and the external genitalia located in the pelvic region These parts of the system, along with a pair of memory glands, are integrated structurally and functionally to support the process of ovulation, fertilization, pregnancy, birth, and child care. Ovaries are the primary female sex organs that produce the female gametovum and several steroid hormones, ovarian hormones. The ovaries are located one on each side of the lower abdomen. Each ovary is about 2-4 to cm in length and is connected to the pelvic wall and uterus by ligaments. Each ovary is covered by a thin epithelium which encloses the ovarian stroma. The stroma is divided into two zones, a peripheral cortex and an inner medulla. The oviduct of fallopian tubes, uterus, and vagina constitute the female accessory ducts. Each fallopian tube is about 10-12 to 12 cm long and extends from the periphery of each ovary to the uterus. The part closer to the ovary is the funnel shaped infundibulum. The edges of the infundibulum possess finger-like projections called the fimbri which help in the collection of ovum after ovulation. The infundibulum leads to a wider part of the oviduct called ampulla. The last part of the oviduct isthmus has a long uh, narrow lumen and it joins to the uterus. The uterus is single and it is also called womb. The shape of uterus is like an inverted pair. It is supported by ligaments attached to the pelvic wall. The uterus opens into vagina through a narrow cervix. The cavity of the cervix is called cervical canal, which along with vagina forms the birth canal. The wall of the uterus has three layers of tissues. The external thin membranous, perimetrium, middle thick layer of smooth muscle, myometrium and inner glandular layer called endometrium that lines the uterine cavity. The endometrium undergoes cyclical changes during menstrual cycle while the myometrium exhibits exhibits strong contraction during delivery of the baby. The female external genitalia includes mons pubis, labia majora, labia minora, hymen, and clitoris. Mons pubis is a cushion of fatty tissue covered by the skin and pubic hair. The labia majora are fleshy folds of the tissue which extends down from the mons panis and mons pubis and surround the vaginal opening. The labia minora are paired folds of tissue under the labia majora. The opening of the vagina is often covered partially by a membrane called hymen. The clitoris is a tiny finger-like structure which lies at the upper junction of the two labia minora above the urethral opening. The hymen is often torn during the first coitus intercourse. However, it can also be broken by sudden fall or jolt, insertion of a vaginal tampon active participation in some sports like horseback riding, cycling, etc. In some women, the hymen persists even after coitus. In fact, the presence or absence of hymen is not a reliable indicator of virginity or sexual, re- sexual experience. A functional memory gland is characteristic of all female mammals. The memory glands are paired structures, breasts that contain glandular tissue and variable amount of fat. The glandular tissue of each breast is divided into 15 to 20 memory lobes containing clusters of cells called alveoli. The cells of alveoli secrete milk which is stored in the cavities lumens of alveoli. The alveoli open into memory tubules. The tubules of each lobe join to form a memory duct. Several memory ducts join to form a wider memory ampulla which is connected to lactiferous duct, through which milk is sucked out. Gametogenesis The primary sex organs, the testes in the males and the ovaries in the females, produce gametes that is, sperms and ovum respectively by the process called gametogenesis. In testes, the immature male germ cell spermatogonia produce pumps by spermatogenesis that begins at puberty. The spermatogonia, singular spermatogonium, present on the inside wall of semifluorous tubules, multiply by mitotic division and increase in the numbers. Each spermatogonium is diploid and contains 46 chromosomes. Some of the spermatogonia, called Primary spermatocytes periodically undergo meiosis a primary spermatocyte completes the first mitotic division sorry meiotic division reduction division leading to formation of two equal haploid cells called secondary spermatocytes which have only 23 chromosomes each the secondary spermatocyte undergoes the second meiotic division to produce four equal haploid spermatids what would be the number of chromosomes in the spermatid? The spermatids are transformed into spermatozoa or sperms by the process called spermiogenesis. After spermiogenesis, sperm heads become embedded in the Sartoli cells and are finally released from the semiferous tubules by the process called spermiation. Spermogenesis starts at the age of puberty due to significant increase in the secretion of gonadotropin-releasing hormone (GnRH). This, if you recall, is a hypothalamic hormone. The increased levels of gonadotropin-releasing hormone (GnRH) then acts at the anterior pituitary glands and stimulates secretion of two gonadotrophin luteinizing hormone LH and follicle stimulating hormone FSH. LH acts as leading cells and stimulates synthesis and secretion of androgens. Androgen in turn stimulates the process of spermatogenesis. FSH acts as a cell and stimulates secretion of some factors which help in the process of spermiogenesis. Let us examine the structure of a sperm. It is a microscopic structure composed of a head, neck, a middle piece, and a tail. A plasma membrane envelops the whole body of the sperm. The sperm head contains an elongated haploid nucleus, the anterior portion of which is covered by a cap-like structure, acrosome. The acrosome is filled with enzymes that help fertilization of the ovum. The middle piece possess numerous mitochondria, which produce energy for the movement of tail that facilitates sperm motility essential for fertilization. The human male ej- ejaculates about 200 to 300 million sperm during a coitus of which for normal, normal fertility. At least 60% sperm must have normal shape and size, and at least 40% of them must show vigorous motility. Sperm released from the seminiferous tubules are transported by the accessory ducts. Secretion of epitidymis was deferens, Seminal vesicles and prostate are essential for maturation and mortality of sperms. The seminal plasma, along with the sperm, constitute the semen. The functions of male sex accessory ducts and glands are maintained by testicular hormones androgens. The process of formation of mature female gamete is called oogenesis which is markedly different from spermatogenesis. Oogenesis is initiated during the embryonic development stage when a couple of million gamete's mother cells oogonia formed within each fetal ovary no more oogonia are formed and added after birth. These cells start division and enter into prophase first of the meiotic division and get temporarily arrested at that stage called primary oocytes. Each primary oocyte then gets surrounded by a layer of granulosa cells and is called the primary follicle. A large number of these follicles degenerate during the phase from birth to puberty. Therefore, at puberty, only 60,000 to 80,000 primary follicles are left in each ovary. The primary follicles get surrounded by more layers of granulosa cells and a new theca and are called secondary follicles. The secondary follicle soon transforms into a tertiary follicle, which is characterized by a fluid-filled cavity called antrum. The theca layer is organized into an inner theca interna and an outer theca externa. It is important to draw your attention that it is at this stage that the primary oocyte within the tertiary follicle grows in size and completes its first meiotic division. It is an unequal division resulting in the formation of a large haploid secondary oocyte and a tiny first polar body. The secondary oocyte retains bulk of the nutrient-rich cytoplasm of the primary oocyte. Can you think of any advantage for this? Does the first polar polar body born out of first meiotic division divide further or degenerate? At present, we are not very certain about this. The tertiary follicle further changes into the mature follicle or graphene follicle. The secondary oocyte forms a new membrane called zona pellucida surrounding it. The graafian follicle now ruptures to release the secondary oocyte ovum from the ovary by the process called ovulation. Can you identify major differences between sorry, spermatogenesis and oogenesis? A diagrammatic repre- representation at of spermatogenesis and oogenesis is given in the diagram of NCRT.